Welcome to New Jersey Living, the podcast. This is episode five. And as you already know, if you've been listening in or even viewing my podcast, so my name is Corey Jones. I'm a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker and team leader of the New Jersey Living Group. So today we are taking a little different spin of, um, off of what we've done in the previous four episodes. We're going to have more community discussion. And the guest that I have today, I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. Uh, this is Pastor Chris Moranti. He is the senior pastor at Evangel Church in Scott, Scotch Plains and has some very, very interesting uh, insights and information to share about his experience in his time as senior pastor of that church. So I want everyone to just stay tuned, listen in, and let's get this ride started now. Welcome to New Jersey Living, the podcast, where we explore all things New Jersey real estate. I'm your host, Corey Jones, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker and team leader of the New Jersey Living Group. We're a team of experienced agents who specialize in residential sales in several counties ranging from Bergen County in northern New Jersey to Ocean County down the shore. On this podcast, we will talk to real estate experts, local business owners, community leaders, and town officials to get the inside scoop various towns in New Jersey. We'll discuss everything from the latest market trends to featured local attractions with dining, recreation, and entertainment. Whether you're a current resident, a prospective buyer, or just curious about New Jersey real estate, we have something for you. So sit back, relax, and join us for a conversation about all things New Jersey living. All right, so we are going to first, I'm just going to give a formal introduction here. This is Senior Pastor of Evangel Church, Chris Moranti. Took over Evangel Church 2013, and here we are 10 years later, and I wanted to have Chris here with us to talk a bit about the community dynamic of collaboration, involvement, engagement uh, with both municipality and residents within the community. I, I find it um something that is very insightful and very important when you're looking within co any community as to uh, what, what kind of the culture within the community as it pertains to outreach, support, connection, all these things do matter. Uh, and I think this is a pretty extraordinary um, story to tell, if you will. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, Chris just so, so he can give a little background, of course, with his uh, role in stepping into uh, the role of senior pastor and what his uh, vision and um, pretty much intentions have been to uh, launch the church's efforts towards that community engagement role. Awesome. Thanks, Corey. And uh, I'm a big fan of New Jersey Living. As you know, I follow a lot of uh, on social and all of it. So it's been Thank exciting you. to see. And um, yeah, so I'm the pastor at Evangel Church in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. We actually have a few locations. One other one is in Woodbridge uh, as well. And we actually do have a vision and intention that we will continue to expand um, as we're able to in some of the surrounding communities of North Central New Jersey. But I've been there for 10 years. And before that, I was also on staff for the previous five years serving uh, college students and young adults, particularly. But as I was stepping into that role, one of the areas that was big on my heart was that we as a church uh, shouldn't just exist on Sunday mornings and then be dormant, uh, you know, the other six days of a week. Um, you know, Corey, whenever I think about many of the church uh, churches that you'll see in some of the different communities around New Jersey, as you talk about them, in the center of many of those communities, uh, Westfield, um, 
summit, some of these even more historic areas, you'll see these big churches that were built in maybe the 1800s, even in Scotch Plains where we're located, that church dates all the way back to the 1700s. And even looking right in the center of things, you'll see it and it's right. And you'll notice if you just pay attention and many of you that are looking into New Jersey, uh, living in real estate and where you might find yourself, you'll find the church was often in the center of the community. And that wasn't by accident. It was because it was a vital place. It's like we're everything was happening, where meetings were happening, town discussions need to happen. Hey, let's be in the church. But as the decades have gone on, the church has become less and less relevant, I think, in the lives of people, and quite honestly, offering less and less to the community beyond the gathering one day a week. And I really have felt, you know, even for the past 10 years and before getting into that role, that we believe that if a church is present in the community, that community should be better by default because there's a group of people uh, that are lo- looking to make a difference, looking to do something of significance. And so I think that's been a big part of our journey uh, with Evangel Church. It's a big part of our heart. Uh, literally, our vision as a church has changed lives, changing communities across the street and around the world. And so we really believe that any community that uh, we as Evangel Church touch, but also where we might find ourselves in the future, um, should be different and better kind of as a result of it. So with that being said, uh, within the first few months of me being pastor, we had planned uh, what would it look like on a Sunday if instead of everyone coming to church, we left the church that Sunday and we left our seats and headed into the streets to serve people. Um, you know, in church, if anyone's been a part of a church service, we talk a lot about God's love. We talk a lot about, uh, you know, God's care for the world. Um, but we thought, what would it look like if we could try to find a way to tangibly demonstrate what that looks like by serving others and by doing things that make a difference? So, uh, that's what we've done. And so starting then we had over 800 people that gave up a Sunday morning service and served the community in October of 2013. Fast forward, uh, 10 years later and on October 8th of this year, we did it again, and we had over a thousand people that left the streets, headed into the um, left their seats, and headed into the streets, and just did some incredible community service pros, uh, projects. We were in Plainfield, which is right our next door neighbor, uh, caring for the parks and and cleaning up, and uh, we were in Scotch Plains and Westfield and different areas. We were caring for seniors that are shut in in their homes and needed some handyman projects done around the house, painting, light fix up work. We were able to uh, pack up boxes of. Uh, hygiene kits and other things to serve the homeless in some different parts of New Jersey and into New York City. Um, We were able to send things overseas. We packaged 100,000 plus meals for an organization called Feed My Starving Children that is able to provide the necessary food and nourishment for children. So 100,000 meals being done in one day was just incredible to see happen. Um, But what it does, it really helps remind people that we're meant to make a difference right where we're at, you know, and in New Jersey, there is this very much a um, different mentality, depending on which community that you might find yourself in. And I've learned that over my 15 years of being a resident here, that you have some people that it's a bedroom communities, you know, where they live in Jersey, but they work in the city. And, you know, you don't want your community just to be the place you sleep and the roof is over your head and you kind of are in and out of it. We really want to see the community as a better place. And so for us in, in, in the church and myself and our leaders uh, at Evangel, we're convicted about that. We really feel convinced that if we're present in the community, the community can be better because of it. And, you know, I know that my wife and I, we were living in one part of Woodbridge Township and we made a move to a different part of Woodbridge. We now live in Colonia. Um, But that was big thing we were asking is, hey, we want to really be intentional about the community that we find ourselves in. 
And I know that for you and what you do with the podcast and, and with all the other videos on social, you're often talking about what the community is right now. Um, and I guess today, I just feel like challenged that maybe we can encourage everyone that as you're thinking about where you're finding yourself or thinking about where you are today, don't just think about what the community is, but what could it be if not just the church, but all of us said, hey, let's invest into our communities. Let's see where it is. And if there's something that's in need, maybe we could even do something small to make a difference. So that's what we're trying to do as a church. That's a big part of, uh, of our vision. And I know that's just one of the pieces that uh, we have some other really exciting things as well that have happened uh, across the street and across our country in different communities that's been kind of spurred by, uh, by that vision and kind of that heart posture. Yeah, that, that is a really uh, incredible you know, uh, overview. Uh, of what has been happening at Evangel. Uh, this is something that, you know, just thinking about when I was growing up as a kid um, and definitely had a church background as a youth, and there really were not as intentional efforts to go out into the community. There was always some degrees of outreach, but mm -hmm. this is a, a different level. So that's something, and this is something that you can speak to as well, because it's a leadership component of that, because obviously you're talking with mayors, you're talking mm -hmm. with administration for different townships, yep. And then obviously that filters all the way down to the congregants who themselves are signing up to also be a part of that on the day of, right? So yeah. uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about that, just how your connections and collaborations have been uh, with these town leaders. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been incredible. I can remember in 2013 going to meet with uh, the mayors of uh, Fanwood, Scotch Plains, and and Plainfield. So if you know where our church is, we're located on Terrell Road. That might be a little too close. Uh, many of you might not know that, but right there, it's really the dividing line between Plainfield and Scotch Plains and Fanwood as well, depending on where you find yourself on Terrell Road. And so met with those mayors because as we just drew a circle around where we were going to try to do service, that's where we wanted to be. But normally when anyone schedules a meeting with the mayor, uh, we're there to ask for something. You know, we're there because we're not happy about something. And uh, maybe some of you know what that feels like to be in a role where the only time someone's showing up is if they need something or aren't happy with something. Uh, so it was really a joy to walk in and watch the mayor's kind of not sure what to say when I'm like, I'm not here to, to ask for anything. I'm here to offer something. What could you do with a couple hundred people and, uh, you know, a day of service? What, what could we do to, to help change this community and make it better? And uh, so it took them a little while to really catch themselves. Like what's the, you know, what's the, what, what's the catch? And there's no catch. Mm -hmm. We just want to make a difference and help. And so as we built relationship and built trust, um, that first year was amazing because really to watch the leaders see that we didn't just talk the talk, we, we carried it out. And I think we exceeded the expectation of what they thought would happen. We were in special needs schools. We made a community garden uh, in one area of Scotch Plains. We, we just did some things that we were so excited and proud of, and we could see it made a big difference. Um, then the next time we came around, uh, specifically the mayor of Plainfield cast a vision that he wanted to see a giant mural on a wall at City Hall and they trusted us enough to get some of our artists to make this beautiful, um, really a mural that was a testament to all the emergency responders and others that serve mm -hmm. the city. And to watch our team do that so beautifully and some of the artists make it that to today, um, it's right outside the window. And for the mayor, 10 years or eight years later, to talk to some of his newer staff members when we were at the meeting for this one and pointed out the window and say, you see that mural out there? This, this is the people that did that. They made that happen. So, uh, so it was beautiful and just to, to be with him. So each of the mayors uh, building that relationship. But for us as well, we say, you know, it's not about a day. It's about a way. It's about a disposition, a way to live your life. And so it has really branched beyond that. Now that we have relationship with these uh, mayors and leaders in the government, we say, let's go beyond that. There was a kind of a, a moment that happened this summer 
Um, and you know, I was kind of away on a sabbatical, so I wasn't as connected, but there were some things happening where some people were displaced in Plainfield and going through some challenges and to see the mayor's office call up our church. And we were able to be at the table helping them uh, in any way that we could process that moment and kind of walk forward and provide assistance. Uh, whenever we had hurricane or storm, I think it was, uh, Ian, uh, was Ida, Ida. Yeah. Ida. Uh, yeah. So Ida, when Ida hit, that uh, caused a lot of flooding in Scotch Plains and in some different areas. And so for us to just be uh, able to have a green light, we literally went into people's homes and helped them pull all the, those things out. And we've served right shoulder to shoulder with the mayor of Scotch Plains and his people. Did the same thing going all the way back to Hurricane Sandy with Mayor Marr and Fanwood, um, just becoming a, a comrade, a co-laborer in the work of serving. Because many of the mayors, they've given themselves to community service. The whole mm. goal is they're there to serve the community. And so when they receive uh, any organization, church, or anyone that's willing to just come and roll up their sleeves and say, let's help that vision of what you want to see this community be. Yeah. Um, we could be divided by a whole lot of things politically, all those uh, uh, affiliation things. But everyone that's entering into public service, we, we hope and trust, they want to make the community better. So that's definitely a vision you can get on board with and we can find ways to uh, collaborate. So that's been part of the exciting journey that we've been on. Very much, uh, very much so. There was uh, one piece that uh, hit headlines, and this was not only local, this was national. We're yeah. going back a couple years, um, and uh, certainly something that I took note of, uh, being a local resident, obviously, and COVID. So COVID hits, and that presented challenges of every kind for every community, not just in New Jersey, uh, throughout the nation, throughout the world. And there was just something birthed right there uh, at Evangel Church that was, again, showing that intentionality and that uh, mindset to extend, reach, and collaborate to see what can be done to yeah. help others. So can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, so um, when, the, when COVID hit and we got news as a church, as many organizations uh, and businesses that you know, there would be a period of eight weeks that we couldn't have a gathering of 50 or more. And uh, on Sundays, we were seeing, you know, over a thousand people show up in our in our services. So it was, re it was really challenging where we realized and we were given about three or four days notice before the official word came down that this was going to come. So we met uh, as a team and said, what can we do? What does it look like for us as a church to exist and function and still do what we feel we're called to do in light of that? And so we had a big meeting where we spent about four and a half hours with our leadership team brainstorming, um, going through just an, a SWOT analysis, if uh, some are familiar with that term, where you're measuring the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats of what's in front of you. Um, and we, we went through everything from needing to go online with our video services to what we would need to do, how we navigate communication, how we'd make sure we were helping others. But we then thought of things like service for service, things we've done in the community. We said, what is our opportunity? How can we still make an impact even then? And so we partnered with an organization called Convoy of Hope, and we called them and said, if you have relief supplies, they provide disaster relief. They uh, are one of the largest and best organizations out there at helping others um, in times of need and crisis. So we called them. Uh, we've been supporting them for years, and they uh, sent a tractor trailer full of food and supplies to us. The only problem was we, were, we weren't sure what we were going to do with it. And then the first person in our church got COVID and had to quarantine for 14 days. And uh, the big question that was on my heart and on our mind was, how are they going to get food? How are they going to get supplies if no one can leave their home? And Instacart wasn't quite a thing like it right. is now. Right. And, uh, and so we had the idea, what, what if we delivered a box full of some supplies to their doorstep? What if we 
just gave them this. And what would that do? What we found is they were very depressed and very afraid. And that one box brought them hope. That's what it really did. It was more than the food. It was someone cares and I'm not alone in this journey. And it really hit us. What if we could do that for everyone in our community, not just our church? What if we could do it for everyone around New Jersey? And then the crazy thought was, what if this could just be the way that we could do it with anyone that wanted to serve their community? And so it started in New Jersey within a few days. We were able to get 12 other churches in different parts of New Jersey on board. We got all the mayors because we already had a relationship with them. Right. You know, cool to see all the mayors come together at one place at one time on that thing to say, this is what we're going to do for all this part of Union County. And then um, we got it around New Jersey. And then we started to share it with other churches and communities around the country and within probably three weeks, we got 100 churches in 25 states just doing this, getting, you know, food, supplies, whatever they can get their hands on, boxing it up. They were able to text a phone number and people would just come deliver a box of hope right to your doorstep. And we, in a very short period of time, served 120,000 box of hope went out Amazing. all around the country, serving 120,000 families. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was really cool because I think the vision of it started right here in New Jersey, right here within our church. But beyond that, um, you know, it's just something that we're excited to see. You know, it, it really was spurred by this heart to say, we got to keep helping make the community better. We want to be available. And quite honestly, I think we were able to, in that moment, provide a service and something that everyone else, all the other leaders in community, they had to be focused on a million different things. But we were able to step into the gap and just make a difference. So it was, it was so rewarding. And we still do Box of Hope uh, post-pandemic. We are able to provide uh, Thanksgiving meals to those that don't have right. access. Uh, at Easter, we do it at other times during the year. Or if there's emergency crisis situations, we'll box up supplies and make them available to people in need. Yeah, this was a, a effort that even, uh, as I mentioned before, made news. And I, I believe we do still have some uh, footage on that. So yeah. I'm going to, for those that are following on YouTube, um, we're going to endeavor to get some of that up. And if we're able to get it, you're probably even seeing some of that right now as I'm even speaking. Um, but this is something that was, uh, again, it was birthed through an idea where there was an opportunity to serve and kind of grew from there, right? So um, one important thing that I noted is the relationships with the leaders in these towns already established, yep. right? So there seems to be, and you can speak to this probably better than anyone, now there seems to be a reciprocal relationship where the outreach is not necessarily one way. Uh, it seems as though town officials know they can call on you yeah. as yeah. well as you call on them to say, hey, look, we have, uh, we're looking to see how we can. Now it seems like they're reaching out to say, hey, look, there's an opportunity here. Is oh, right? yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, in every way, it, it helps just lift everything. And so there are moments now that we're at a point where they, they see the opportunities. We don't have to go looking for them. And they also know if there's need there. Um, but then beyond that, once you know that someone's invested in the community, there are moments that we, we will need to, you know, move into something new. We're mm. looking for some space in Woodbridge that we're hoping to be able to expand our current location that's there. To already have great relationships really opens the door, not just for them to help you, but they understand that uh, this, is a, this is an organization that's making a difference in our community. And so they want to find the best ways they can to open doors and help make that possible so we can hopefully do more good as well. In Woodbridge, we operate a food, a food pantry that helps families that are in need. And that's actually been a collaboration with uh, the town of Woodbridge where they're able to help provide some resources to even make that possible. So uh, the doors that get open and the things that happen are just incredible when we're willing to partner together, be intentional, because often the crisis isn't the time to start figuring all that out. Yes. Uh, that's the time when it, it can, should be at its best. And that's what we kind of say as a church, when the world's at its worst, we, we hope we can be at our best. And it starts with just being intentional in the everyday stuff. 
make a difference where we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that this is providing some insights that would uh, really encourage and even inspire people to engage within the community itself, wherever you may be. Uh, and even, again, if you are not connected with a local church, it is certainly worthwhile exploring that to see exactly where can you fit in from that standpoint of being part of a church that would uh, add to uh, the quality, quality of life in the community. Uh, because what's happening in uh, Scotch Plains, in my opinion, is pretty extraordinary. Uh, and I'm grateful that uh, Chris was able to come in and share some insights right from the source of where a lot of the leadership initiatives uh, initiate, right? So he has a great team around him as well, I'm sure. Yeah, um, incredible team. Uh, but that uh, certainly needs a direction and uh, an intentionality to say we're going to establish these relationships with leaders that are around us uh, in these communities, these mayors, these mayors' offices. Because even with the town offices, it's not just always the mayor. Sometimes yep. it's like, you know, business administrator yep. or someone in buildings, right, and someone else uh, in, in some of these uh, community relations-oriented roles. So there's a extensive collaboration that's happening right now, and I find it to be very extraordinary. So – uh, uh, Chris, you've already shared a little bit about where the church is located, but just uh, uh, share uh, with us again, if someone's looking to reach out either to you or to get a little bit more information about Evangel, what do they do to go about getting yeah, that? Yeah, sure. You can find us at evangelchurch.com. We were, we're that old. We're 109 years old, our church. We look young, so that's good. But uh, we were the first one, I guess, to get the Evangel Church, or a lot of those. So evangelchurch.com, you can find us there. You can find us on any social media channels on uh, YouTube, search Evangel Church in New Jersey. You'll find us. Um, we have services um, on uh, Sundays, 9 and 11. We have Wednesday nights, and we have something for the entire family. We also have multiple locations uh, in Scotch Plains, in Woodbridge, and, of course, online. People can join us, and hopefully, depending on by the time uh, people continue to watch this uh, podcast years from now, maybe we'll have a few more locations as well to talk about. So we're excited. And uh, serving deaf ministry as well. I, yeah, I we actually are. We have a deaf, a deaf location as well, so if, if anyone uh, is... Uh, part of the deaf community of New Jersey, hard of hearing. We just have a beautiful location. It's actually located in Scotch Plains as a part of our facility there. And uh, we have a whole congregation that meets together and it's all interpreted in sign language, which is also very rare, I think, in New Jersey. One of the only very few churches that exist in that way as well. Got it. Got it. Indeed. So very uh, insightful episode here. I'm hoping that you enjoyed it. Again, we're exploring all things New Jersey and these uh, episodes. And today was very much about a, a conversation about community. So if you were uh, certainly enlightened uh, through this episode, please do click like and subscribe. Follow us because we have more content coming your way. We are delving into, again, not only real estate uh, itself, but we're talking community. We're going to be talking food. Uh, uh, you know what, Chris, you can even come back on that because we <laughs> both have talked about <laughs> oh, some places that we like to, you know, to frequent. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're hitting uh, social entertainment scenes, iconic locations. We are touching on all things New Jersey in a little bit more depth in the podcast itself and of course we will always revisit real estate and get a little deeper of a dive into what it is to both buy sell and in some cases even rent a home so thank you again for joining us stay tuned for what's coming up soon stay safe